yeah, yeah. Soon as my feet touch the floor today, one mission. Hustle and motivate. Well, hey, I'm David Skidmore, and welcome to Leader Growth with David Skidmore. This podcast helps leaders and organizations overcome challenges and experience transformation. Each episode addresses real leadership problems and gives you a simple path to take to grow as a leader. If you would like to download the show notes to follow along with today's episode, you can find them at www.leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. That's leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have my friend Jansen Miller on the podcast. Jansen is an executive coach, communication expert, and gifted speaker. In 2019, Jansen was building a career in corporate marketing when she decided to make a change and step into the world of entrepreneurship and coaching. Jansen is highly skilled as an integrator and works great alongside visionaries. Whether you're a visionary, integrator, manager, barista, church leader, or stay-at-home parent, you're going to benefit from Jansen's practical wisdom today. Let's go ahead and get into the content for today's episode. If you are listening to this podcast, here's what I believe about you. You want to grow personally and you want to grow professionally. You might find yourself overcommitted at times because you are trying to grow more and you want to impact more. Sometimes this can result in drifting from your goals instead of living and leading by design. Today, we're talking about how to steward your current reality, plan for the future, how to define success and we'll even get into Jansen Miller's own P5 goal-setting framework. I'm calling this conversation, How to Set Goals Like a Boss. So go ahead, get your show notes out, and lean in as we talk about how to set goals like a boss. But first, the leader growth anthem from our friend, JB. My hustle is a pace that's on Well, welcome, Jansen Miller, to the Leader Growth Podcast. It is great to have you here today. It is so good to be here, my friend. Yes. Well, we are going to get into some really exciting things. You know, Jansen, I've gotten to know you for uh, a while over the past year and a half. And one of the things that I am really excited to talk about today is I think as far as leaders go, you're one of those people who's really focused in helping leaders with their own personal development. Uh just want to start from the beginning. Where did that passion for you come from? Honestly, it, I can date it back to being in high school and thinking through, I really had a teacher say, you're a leader. I had a coach and a teacher say, this is what I'm going to call this out in you. And it was mainly because I was bossy um, and that mm. I saw things that needed to get done. And I was very blunt about making it known. Um, funny enough, I looked up my junior year of high school going into my senior year and we had four cheerleaders on the squad mm. and I had not been a cheerleader since junior high but I looked up and thought this is this is not right like hmm. going into senior year I want to make sure that my friends that my guy friends our boys are supported and that our our other teams are supported and so I rallied 16 girls and we we packed out the cheer squad wow and to this day no humble brag, they have gone, they, com they compete every year as a cheer squad that they always have 
maxed out squads and that they have not had less than 16 since my senior year. So I had had a coach say like, this is what you do. You just see, you see a problem, you go solve it. And originally when he said that, he said, I think you should be a coach. Well, my you know brain goes to, yeah. okay, I need to be a teacher, be a coach. I can look back on that time and say, I'm so appreciative that he called that out in me, but I was really limiting what that could look like because God has called me a leader of leaders. I am there to support other leaders and help them grow. Now I get to kind of expand my mind for what that looks like in a professional basis. And it's fascinating because you may have been thinking coach, athletic coach. I was thinking athletic coach. I just didn't know that this world was available. Right. You know, the, the leadership coach. And now you're doing that. You're impacting a lot of leaders. I've had the opportunity to walk through. We're going to talk about your P5 goal setting process. It's incredible. I can't wait for us to dig into that. As you've moved forward in life, you've really gotten into this space where you want to draw potential out of people, but it's not just potential. You want to help people leverage all that they have and really max out on their gifting. You want to help people move forward in places that they might not be able to get to on their own. Where did that come from? I think part of it is I, and I've talked to you about this before. I am not a visionary. I am not somebody who can just see the big picture and like create these radical creative ideas um, for, for change. But I was put on this earth to help visionaries follow mm. through and help them turn their ideas into reality. And so a big part of that as a professional was working alongside big picture visionaries, big thinkers, and seeing that their impact was not what it could be because they couldn't follow through. Hmm. And it was while they were just jumping from one big idea to the next, all of those half-baked ideas not only were just potential waiting to happen, but each time they moved from a new idea to a new idea without completing, they, the, the trust of their team and the people around them and even of themselves it decreased a little bit. That Ooh. fire decreases. And yes. so I was put on this earth, I believe, to really walk alongside leaders and say, your impact, yes, your ideas are so important, mm -hmm. but your true impact comes through following through. We have to steward what God gives us first before we move on to what's next. So let's talk about stewardship. And a lot of times when people hear stewardship, they start thinking uh, financial stewardship. They start thinking about all of these other areas. I love that you just brought up trust. When we finish well, when we follow through, we're building trust, not just with others, but we're building trust with ourselves. If I have the desire to be an excellent steward so that I'm not just starting things, but I'm also following through and finishing well, where does this begin? I think it begins in really evaluating what is currently in front of me. Mm. What is every resource? And that not only involves what is every gifting in front of me, right? Like I, I need to evaluate and have the self-awareness to understand what are the gifts, the stories, the talents that God has given me, the experiences that I should be sharing with others, but also looking at the resources, the tangible resources of time, money, projects and priorities. What is, what is currently in, in front of me that I need to be taken care of well? And I see this a lot with clients who say, I want more, I want more customers. I want more clients. Hmm. Well, how are we taking care of the clients you already have before we want more? Because if we can really get your process down now mm -hmm. and you're serving well and you're stewarding those people and those resources well, you know, I want my team to grow. Okay. 
How is culture going to get better right now so that you can build for better later? Woo. So it just really is evaluating what is, what is in front of me? What is everything on my plate? How can I make sure I'm, I'm using my resources and stewarding these things with excellence now before I move on to what's next? So Jansen, you've created the P5 five-step goals method, and this is a goal-setting framework for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. When you're working with leaders, when you're working with entrepreneurs, what's the foundation? Where are you going to start? The foundation, we have to start with where we're at. Hmm. We can't be thinking so big on what's next or what do I want that I don't have that we miss out on the opportunity to really see what is the gold that's already in front of me. Hmm. And so a big part of that is looking at your priorities, right? Like what, yes. is, what is everything I've already committed to? What projects need to get done with excellence? How can I follow through to finish well? And what are those resources that God has already given me that I need to just tap deeper into? Now, this is going to speak directly to me because you know this about me. I love ideating. I love inventing. If somebody's looking for a creative solution, I'm the guy. But finishing a project every time, that doesn't light me up. There are other people, and it really does. So when you're working with, with leaders, let's go back to this. You, you just mentioned it's not about focusing on what's next. It's looking at what's now. What are the things that are in my way from doing that? A big thing, you just mentioned this, is it doesn't light me up, so I don't want to do it. Right. We get Absolutely. in our own way because it's that doesn't bring me passion. That doesn't bring me joy. But we're missing out on the opportunity to be disciplined and diligent, because if we don't, we will lose trust with ourselves and lose trust with others. OK, walk me through that. How am I going to lose trust with myself? Well, with yourself, the more that you create, I, I like I have a saying that half built ships don't sail. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have this idea for this great thing that you want to create, that's going to go out there and be this ship that is going to sail the world. If you can't complete that and you're already starting another one before you finish this, ultimately you're going to look up and you're going to realize I have 10 ships in my Harbor and none of them bring me value. <sighs> so we have to make sure that we're completing well so that we create trust with ourselves mm -hmm. that I can follow through. I can get an idea from that beginning concept all the way through reality so that I see the impact of my influence because otherwise you can't have impact unless you're completing, unless you're following through. So we have to build in things mm -hmm. and check marks with ourselves and accountability. Yes. Whether that is surrounding yourself with people who enjoy follow through like a coach or a mentor mm -hmm. or setting checkpoints and habits that you can cross off and along the way so that you make sure I'm finishing well. I, I love how, like when you look at the Bible and, and we want God to say, well done, good and faithful servant, mm -hmm. not well intended. Yeah. Right. We have to complete. And so that is such a big thing that is standing in the way of leaders is that lack of completion, because if we're not completing well, we're not having the greatest impact we can have. And this is for all my fellow visionaries out there. It's really easy to live in your own head on this. And it's easy to wake up with 15 new ideas. But you mentioned something here that I think is a really big deal, Jansen. And, and this specifically speaks 
to people who are drawn towards vision, to people who uh, are wanting people to engage with them. And you said that you're going to lose trust with others as well. Walk me through that. You can have the greatest vision in the world. And then you, you share that vision with others. Let's say you're leading a team, right? And you, you have this great vision. This is where the company needs to go. I'm going to share that with my team members. If you don't do what it takes to follow through each time you flake out a little bit of trust, a little bit of that fire goes out in the people that you have planted that fire in. So instead of kindling that fire, you have snuffed it. And what's difficult about this is that most people are never going to hear that from the people who are working on their team. Visionaries are not going to hear that because their team members most of the time are going to show up, try to work hard, but internally, and we've been there, you sit there and, and you say, you know what? I don't know if I can get fired up about another thing that we're not going to do. Exactly. So if I'm going to be a leader who's not just going to create something special in my life, but also create something special that others can engage in, if I'm going to be that kind of person, if I'm going to be that kind of leader, what are the other villains? What are the other giants that are going to stand in my way? Other than your own creativity and excitement for creating ideas, time management, Mm. right? For all of us is such a thing because... I love in the book, Essentialism, the Greg McCown, when he talks about the word priority was never meant to be more than one, right? That's good. There are just a thousand things that we call priorities that are popping up in our frame of reference that may be not the most important things that move the needle for our lives. Mm. So we, because of time management, we have to get clear on what are the things that move the needle, not the busy work. What are the things that are going to get me from where I am to where I want to be? Everything else has to be optional or it has to take a back seat to what is the most important. So with time management specifically, you have to maybe build in some check marks along your day so that you're not filling your calendar with stuff that doesn't matter, that you're not filling it with busy work, that you are focused on what are, what is my intent? What are the things only I can do that are going to move the needle for my life and my goals because otherwise it's just busy work and it's not going to help you along the way. Okay. So let's drill down on this for just a second. Let's say somebody's wanting to steward something well. And at the same time, they're really wanting uh, to steward future things. They're also wanting to be somebody who can uh, be really present and they feel under-resourced anybody out there. They feel under-resourced and the demand on them is too high. How do you start prioritizing? I think it goes back to creating a list of no matter what's. Okay, let's go. Right? Creating what does, what are my no matter what's that have to happen on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And then everything else has to fit around that, right? Like, so creating a weekly schedule, this is, this has worked for me as an entrepreneur really well so that I know there are certain days that I'm taking client meetings. The other days in that I have to say no. And that's really hard for leaders is you want to be all things to all people. You have to flex that no muscle. And, and it goes back to, let's say you want to steward your family. Well, let's say you're a leader and you're like, Hey, I'm taking care of my people at work, but I'm not taking care of my people at home. I want to steward the time I have with my family. Well, that means creating a list of no matter what's for my family and everything else has to fall in around that. Those are my pillars. Those are my foundations. Those don't move. 
Now, that's a tough one. This is a reason, friends. This is a reason why Jansen is in my life. It's not the only reason, but it's one because I will bounce things off of her and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing some of these things and she's going to call me back into stewardship. Some of you need a Jansen in your life. Uh, Some of you need somebody who's going to speak the hard truth in a kind way, but keep you focused on the main thing. How do you keep the main thing the main thing? I think that's big on, think about a Thanksgiving dinner plate, Mm -hmm. right? Before you, before you add anything else to a full plate, yes, you better be clearing some things off of that, whether it's eating it, trashing it, whatever. Yeah. You can't keep stacking things onto a full plate. Mm. So the big thing with keeping the main thing, the main thing is looking at everything that you have on your plate and saying, before I add anything else, I have to make the hard decision of looking at what's currently in front of me and choosing build it or burn it. I'm either finishing that or I'm getting it off my plate. Now, this is going to be the moment where uh, some of the people listening are going to share this with their leader because they've been feeling run into the ground. They've been feeling overwhelmed by how things haven't been stewarded. The main thing hasn't been the main thing. And as a team member, I, I say this often. I mean, how easy is it? It's not easy in, in theory, but when you say it, if your leader comes to you and says, Hey, I need you to work on this. Hmm. They don't know what all you have on your plate. Right? So the easy thing, the easy response is I would love to do that. Here's all that I'm working on. What would you like me to take off in order to Mm -hmm. put that on? Because it slows us down. So we know to do that as leaders. We know to do that as team members. We don't do that with ourselves. So anytime that ideation happens, oh my gosh, this is a great idea. We have to slow the boat for ourselves and for our team members to say, that's a great idea. What am I going to either build first that's already on my plate so that I have room for something new? Or what am I going to burn so that I have that space to really take on? This all goes back to priority. This is what you were talking about when you talked about your no matter what list. So what are the other things that are standing in our way when it comes to experiencing progress towards our priorities? A big one is a lack of consistency and discipline. Mm. And I know that that seems like something we should just be able to say, I need to be more disciplined. I just need to do it. I need to suck it up. Yeah. In reality, that looks like building in accountability, Mm. right? Like for a lot of us, it's not just so easy as putting a habit tracker on the refrigerator and being able to check a box. Yeah. If you're not driven by completion, that's probably not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Who cares? So an easy way to establish that discipline and consistency that is so needed for completion and for progress, it might mean really evaluating your circle and saying, who can hold me accountable to this? Who is going to cheerlead me for growth? Who is going to put my feet to the fire and say, hey, okay, great. Like you and I were talking about with our relationship we met for coffee a few weeks ago and you were sharing some really cool ideas and I stopped you and said, Mm -hmm. God put me in your life to ask what needs to be completed first before you do that. Yes. And that, whether it's having a coach, whether it's having great friends, whether it's having a mentor, we have to surround ourselves with people who are going to be building us up and growing us into the leader that we know we should be Mm. because 
I mean, it's just this, the saying has been so overused of, you know, you are the average of the top five people you're surrounded with. Well, we really do. If we're in a season of growth and we are chasing that potential full out, Mm. we have to look at who is pouring into me, right? Who is holding me accountable and who knows my goals? This is huge. I hope you're getting this because what Jansen's giving you right now, some leadership gold and a lot of people that the challenge in the process is that they're, they don't prioritize their own growth enough. Right. They don't give themselves the energy. And sometimes they've allowed toxic relationships to stick around too long. Uh, and it's holding them back from becoming who they're meant to be. It's so good. And, and making sure that those people are the right balance mm-hmm. of, you don't need safety nets, right? I'm not talking about surrounding yourself with people who are gonna be like, oh, don't do that. Oh, <laughs> you need to play it safe. Oh, yeah. no, that's too big. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are championing your dream, who are saying, yes, I see that. I see the vision. I got you. But I'm also going to push you to work hard. I'm going to push you to follow through. I'm going to ask the hard questions. It's not just about surrounding yourself with yes men who are, yay, good for you. I'm talking about the hard conversations of, I get your dream. I see it. I'm, I'm here for you, but I'm also going to be pushing you forward and walking alongside of you so that you max out your potential. You know, maxing out your potential is a really big deal with leader growth. We're all about helping people uh, and organizations overcome challenges to experience transformation. And what we found is that leader growth really happens one step at a time. You talked about accountability. I love this quote from Andy Stanley. He says, leadership is a stewardship. It's temporary and you're accountable. Why is accountability so important in the personal transformation in the organizational transformation process? Well, it goes back to humility, Mm. right? Like we have to be vulnerable enough to admit that we don't have it all figured out. Wow. And that is what's hard sometimes as leaders is we think I can't share openly with others. I don't need them thinking that I don't have the answers. I don't need them doubting Mm. my ability to lead. Yeah. But when we are surrounding ourselves with the right people, leaders get it. That vulnerability, Mm. very Brene Brownism, right? But vulnerability is so needed. Not only for us to experience the breakthroughs, but in order to truly connect, people connect with people who are real. If you're leading only from a place of perfection and and wins, you are missing the boat. You are missing the opportunity to truly create an impact and truly connect with your people and the people around you who need to understand your failures just as much as your wins. And so a big part of that is surrounding yourself with leaders who are going to hold you accountable, but that means they have to know what's really happening. I want to come back into this idea again around what's next and what's now. When you're looking at people, how do you guide them forward from this place of priority into what's next? Well, a big part of that is, and I I tell people, and I've told you this, is that we have to do the not so fun part before we get to the fun part, right? Yep. So a, a part of the P5 process is, yes, we have to look at the priorities. Yes, we have to look at your pain points. What's holding you back from experiencing growth? Then we get to talk about the fun part. The fun mm. part is are all the possibilities for growth, yeah. right? Your God-given dreams, the low-hanging fruit that's right yes. in front of you. You know, it's then we get to kind of dream and, and put the fun hat on and be creative yeah. and to brainstorm big picture. But first we have to go through a little bit of the mud you know, in order Mm. to get to the mountaintop. And so 
that's where I take leaders through is doing the not so fun work and then moving into the fun work because we, we are dynamic. We're not just, we're not in seasons where we're like, Hey, I'm only going to be thinking about what's in front of me. I'm not going to think about what fires me up or what I want in the big picture. No, we can do both. Hmm. We can hold, you know, what's currently in front of me while also dreaming, while also thinking about what I want in the long run. And, but it all comes down to making sure that it's manageable. We can do both, but it has to be manageable to where we experience the possibilities, Mm -hmm. but then we're saying, how can I pick and choose a little bit of everything, a little bit of the stewardship and the priorities, a little bit tackling the pain points, a little bit with the dreams and still work on the things at the same time. All right. So we've looked at our priorities. We start thinking about what's possible. What's next. Then we have to slow the train and say, what am I actually going to focus on? Okay. I can't do it all and do it well, right? I can't have my brain going in 10 different directions at one time. I have to look at everything that I want to work on and narrow that down to my main focuses. What do I want to focus on in this season? So after you choose what you want to focus on, what's next? So within that, and I also say like, you've, you've chosen your five, let's say there are five things in a season, Mm -hmm. whether it be a quarter, a month, a year, these are the five things I'm going to focus on Yeah. for each goal that you have. There are some things that you need to attach to it, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, you need to get that goal onto paper, like period, get it out of your head onto paper. Why is writing it down so important? There is a statistic out there that says you are 48% more likely to achieve your goal. If you write it down. Just as simple as writing it down. As simple as writing it down. I know for some of us, we're going, is that really legit? But what that does is, is it gets it out of our head onto paper. It becomes reality, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're looking at it and we're saying, do I actually want this? Yeah. It attaches meaning behind it. So once you do that, the next thing I attach to a goal is a success measurement. Because I think for a lot of leaders too, we're choosing goals that are a little bit more ambiguous. I want to grow my team culture. I want to get healthier, right? I want to be a better family Mm -hmm. member. Like those are great goals, but what does that mean? Like we have to attach meaning behind what success looks like. Otherwise, if you don't know where you're going, you'll never know that you get there. You have to slow down and say, what would a win look like for me with this goal? And for some, it seems silly, but what it does is it allows you the capacity to say, I can do this. And once I get there, I can celebrate the heck out of it. Yeah, it, that's a really big deal. You know, in Unstuck, we talk about that from the idea of moving from a target to a bullseye. Once I really see what's in front of me, what do I do now? This is very touchy-feely. You have to know why you want it. Come on. Why is it important to you? Because if you tell me that you just want to accomplish a goal because it's, oh, my business partner did that, and I think it would be cool if I did it, or that's what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. or I should do, you know, like in air quotes, That's not a good why. That's not going to drive you. Yeah. You have to make sure that you understand why it's so important that this goal will help you move the needle and become the leader, have the impact that you're supposed to make. You have to be clear on that. The stakes have to be huge. It's, it's almost like what doesn't happen if I don't achieve this goal? Exactly. What happens with our organization if we don't reach this mark? And that gets ego out of the way too, Mm. right? Like that helps us understand it is so important for me to work on this, not just for myself, but for the service of others. 
for the good of others and the good of myself. It gets ego yeah. and any imposter syndrome out of the way. And then the last thing is you got to make sure you have, attach a deadline to it. That deadline can change. Yes. But it has to be clear from the beginning of what, what the target is. And so once you do that, you have a goal, you write that goal down, you know the success measurement, you understand the why behind it, and then you attach a deadline to it. Boom, you have your target right there. But this is where most leaders stop, right? They have it, write it down, put it on the refrigerator, put it in the yearly goals for the team. This is where we're going. Cool. How are you going to get there? That is where most leaders stop. They don't build the plan. Hmm. And so really where I have stepped into the gap as a coach is to say, I want to help you build the plan to have the roadmap to your success. We have to sit down in advance and look at that. This is yes. no longer going to be a concept. This is no longer going to be ambiguous. We have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. And before you get running, I need you to understand what your map is so that you know where you're going. This is huge. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it is huge. And this is the last step of the P5 process is helping people reverse engineer their idea so that they understand the main steps that they have to take in order to make progress and ultimately achieve their goal. We know as leaders that we're not going to have every answer at the beginning, right? There are going to be some things that pop up. We don't know what we don't know until we get started, until we have that momentum. Sometimes we're not going to have the answers along the way. But there are certain things that we know right away that we need to do, right? I break this down into what are the one-time action, action steps that have to happen? What are the recurring things that have to happen to make, for me to make progress? And so let's say you want to like, or you're coaching somebody and you say, I want to write a book. You're not going to know every single step along the way, mm -hmm. but you're going to know a lot of them right? Yeah. You're going to know that you need to map out your chapter outline. You're going to know that you need to look into publishing options. You know that you're going to have to create recurring action steps for you to actually write the book. You're going to have to have an editor in place. There are things that you already have in your head that you know that need to happen. The other stuff is Googleable, right? The other stuff I just figure out along the mm -hmm. way, but there are certain action steps that we know in our gut that we know in our brain that have to happen. Hmm. We have to write that out and map out the plan to attack it. You've given us a lot today, Jansen. You've taken us through the entire P5 process. I want to come back to, to something though. Let's say that I'm looking at my future. I'm looking at everything ahead. A leader sitting here, maybe feeling overwhelmed might be feeling exhausted after the past few years. What do I need to do right now? What's my step that's really going to help me in this entire experience as a leader? You have to understand what your own definition for success looks like. That is the most important thing that any of us can do because we are so used to chasing what is mm. society's view of success? What did my parents deem success? Yes. What does my network deem success? No. What does success look like for me? Because every goal, every step, every priority falls under that. That is the umbrella. That is the foundation, right? But first we have to slow the boat. And it may mean stepping away and having a date with yourself to say, what do I really want? 
where, what am I working for? What does success look like for me? Jansen, I'm so thankful that you were able to talk to us about the P5 process, how we grow as leaders and how we max out all that we have in our lives. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. All right. That wraps up today's conversation with Jansen Miller on how to set goals like a boss. I love how Jansen made the goal setting process so practical for all of us. Would you take a moment to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, and then share it with someone that you know? I've heard from some of you who are leading your team at work through the discussion questions found in the show notes and love getting that feedback from you as well. You can find me on Instagram at I'm David Skidmore. Next week, I look forward to seeing you here as I teach on one of the most important keys to leading well. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. Never front like I'm balling, I got moves to make. Better with success, I got dues to pay. All good things, they come to those who wait. Yeah, what I left behind from trying to be great. Ain't no secret to success if you ain't working. If you ain't down to hustle, then you don't deserve it. If it came easy, probably go fast. Cause anything easy probably won't last.